0: So as we know last five days we had the vacation Bible school in the church and the volunteers and teachers you know I saw them pouring into these little ones you know they took a lot of effort to teach them all about life and it's not easy if there are 10 kids, you know, maybe one or two will listen, pay attention. But these volunteers, they just go, went on and on, on and on, you know, teaching them and helping them to understand, bringing their level to the, down to the earth, to their, the level of the children, and teaching them about how important and how precious our life is. And as I was sitting there at the back and, you know, helping them in the media, you know, I was also listening what, you know, God is doing in these little ones and even in our lives. And I thought, you know, we should continue to talk about this in the coming, in this Sunday morning. So they were uh, teaching about life. The beginning of life, and the wonder of life, the value of life, the eternal life. And they were also talking about how children, you can use your life meaningfully. And I believe, you know, it's the same message that's very much applicable to all of us but remember those children were with us only for 3 hours i mean if you take the whole day it's just only 12% of the whole day but the remaining 70 88% of the time they are either with parents or with somebody else outside so it's very important that as parents we need to continue to teach our kids the value and the importance of our lives so unless parents continue to teach and help them to learn they are going to miss the link because they are going to get bombarded with the worldly view of life and world has a different definition for life altogether whereas God has a true definition of life because He is our creator He is our maker so he purposed life very perfectly according to his will you know today we are alive on the face of this earth with a purpose not just, we are not just an arbitrary existing, you know, being on the face of this earth. God has, how much God has thought of us and how much he is still mindful of us. God wants us to value the preciousness of this life. You know, many times, most of the time, we take it for granted and we just want to somehow live and, you know, continue our, our life until we are alive on the face of this earth. But God wants us to value our life. This morning I would like to title my sermon as the value of life. Can you say that with me? The value of life. So we will value life if we really know where the life began and where the life is heading to. If we know where the life began and where we are heading to, We will really value the life. So this morning, if you can get the next slide, please. We are going to talk, ask three questions. know, as I say, questions, asking questions is the best way to learn. So we're asking three questions. Question number one, can you read with me? Where did the whole thing begin? Where it's all going to end? And what are we doing now with this life? Three different aspects. Where did the whole thing begin? Where it's all going to end? and what are we doing with this life this morning my prayer is that God you may help us to value our lives where did the whole thing begin the visible beginning of life is the birth the visible end of a life is the death the physical birth and the physical death but what is the starting point and when do we became human, human being? We need to know a little bit about the human embryonic development. So the initial event along the road of human development is known as fertilization. Little bit of biology. 23 chromosomes of the mother and 23 chromosomes of the father, they combine together then that process is known as fertilization. So at this time, what happens is the genetic makeup of the being, of that individual, is what is determined during this time. So at this time, a unique individual known as zygote begins to exist. Can you say zygote? but this zygote is human or not that has been a question all along so there are different views to this you know this morning we need to know the different views you know then only we'll be able to appreciate the biblical view the genetic view says that since a genetically unique individual is created at the time of fertilization Each human life begins at the time of fertilization, that's what genetic view says. The implantation view says, the implantation of the blastosis, or the fertilized egg, into the uterine wall, into uterine lining, begins on the sixth day of fertilization, and it can continue up to ninth day. At this time, the zygote can be called a human life. That is the implantation view. There's an embryonic view. Embryonical view holds that human life begins somewhere between 12th day to 14th day after fertilization. There's a neurological view that says human life begins when brain of the fetus has developed to a certain level. Then only we can say that life begins. The ecological view says The fetus is human when it reaches a certain level of maturation, when it can exist out of the mother's womb. And that view says that then only the fetus is known as human. The birthday view says human life begins only at the point when a baby is born. You know, these are different views where we see, we listen to about the, 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 the life, the human life, the beginning of human life. Let's switch gears to find out what is a biblical view. If you can come with me to the same psalm that we read, Psalm 139, verse 13 to, verses 13 through 16. If you can read with me, for you found my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. Verse 14, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you, when I was made in secret. That simply tells me, all the views that we talked about, it, those views are when something came into existence. But the God says, life began in secret let's continue reading and skillfully wrought in the lowest part of the year the verse 16 your eyes saw my substance being it unformed being it unformed and in your book they're all written the days fashioned for me when as yet they were none of them so here we read God knowing psalmist he knew that how god made him he knew and he says that i was made while he was at sorry god no god knew me even yet he was unformed before something came into being before even the fertilization took place while he was being made in the secret place in the place that is not visible to human eyes God made us. God made us before we were found. Before it was known to anyone else. God made us. Let's take it further. God saw how long before we were found. How long before we were found? Maybe one day before? One week before? One month before, a couple of years before. When God saw us. You know, it's amazing to know the biblical truth of our life. The time frame is not known us. It is known before it was formed how before how long in the past I tend to believe that eternal past I tend to believe that I was formed in the eternal beginning God thought of me God thought of all of us before we were formed you know life is a continuum can you say continuum life is a continuum. it's a sequence of processes one after another there is no stop to it R.C. Sproul in American Reformed Theology, and he says, if you can get that in the screen, Scripture does assume a continuity of life from before the time of birth to after the time of birth. The same language and the same personal pronouns are used indiscriminately for both the stages if bible says calls us as people human person after the birth the same pronouns are used to refer to us even before we are our conception even before our fertilization when god spoke to jeremiah the prophet we realized that there was a personhood even before the birth of jeremiah can you turn to jeremiah chapter one verses four and five Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, God speaking to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I formed you. How much before? That's my question. How much before? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, ordained you as a prophet to the nations how much before the bible contains numerous references to the unborn how long before for the omnipresent sorry for the omniscient God for the all-knowing God I believe it is eternal past when God was existing when before even before nothing was in existence God saw us. What an amazing truth. We are not just an ordinary being came into existence just like that. Today, it is our will and our desire to bring something, somebody into existence. Because we are born out of human desire and human will. Only one who was not who was not born out of human will is Jesus. There is no control. Jesus has to be born, whether Mary likes it or not, Joseph likes it or not. Jesus has to be born. But we have the ability to control whether we need to bring somebody into existence or not. But whoever is coming into existence, whoever probably not coming into existence, God saw every one of them. And God called them as people, God called them as human. Bible repeatedly calls the unborn as human being. Each time the Bible speaks of the unborn, there is a reference to an actual person. There is a reference to a living human being who it assumes that who is already existing. These scriptures, if you take it into context, they all indicate that God considers the unborn people. Life before birth is so precious there is no doubt that the life before birth, birth need to be preserved, need to be protected. This life is so precious. Not only because it's there is a continuum before birth, there is a continuum, continuum even after death. So we talked about a little bit about where it all began. And now let's ask a question: Where it's all going to end? Where it's all going to end? The visible end of human life is going to come when we close our eyes on this earth. But as I said, the beginning and the end of the life is a continuum. Life is a continuum. It cannot come just all of a sudden to a stop. Life cannot just stop just like that, just all of a sudden. Because it has to continue. If life began before we were formed, it must continue. Even we we get disintegrated. Are you with me this morning? If life was formed before, if life was called as life before we were formed, I don't get what exactly I said. Life has to continue even after we leave, after we leave the face of this earth. Paul defines death, death in few simple words, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. He says, we are confident, yes, well-pleased rather to be absent can you say that with me to be absent from the body and to be present with the lord we don't see end. do you see any end there in that scripture there is no end there it's just a continuation of life to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord yesterday we just lost one of our dear dear friend who has been a prayer partner uh, an auntie from new jersey we just uh, lost her and she went to be with the lord she's just something like as auntie said right now this morning you know uh, she came from such a similar background to christianity and she stood strong for her faith in the lord and she got a fought a good fight and she modeled her life to all her family members and all her family members, children and grandchildren, they were brought in the ways of the Lord. And yesterday she closed her eyes. I believe for her it's just nothing. We don't see her anymore on the face of this earth, but she can, she's continuing her life. Even you know what? The same thing is going to happen to all of us at some point of time or the other. But Hinduism believes after death, the soul incarnates. it takes birth into another physical body, another physical form. Passing from one life to the another life the next life Each soul is on a journey. That's what hinduism believes. They all on a spiritual development facilitated by what is known as karma So according to hinduism the life is stuck between the cycles of birth and death that is known as samsara That's a belief hinduism holds Islam teaches that there is a life after death and it is known as Akira in Islam it is Allah who decides when a person dies whether when he stays inside the graves until the day of judgment when he when the judgment happens and Allah is going to decide their eternity their future based on how they live their life on this earth something similar to Christianity It had to be in that way Sikhism believes that upon death, one merges back into the universal nature, just as a drop of rain falling on the water into the ocean and getting smeared. So the individuality is lost according to Sikhism once we die. Sikhs do not believe in heaven or hell. But Bible says, can you come with me to Ecclesiastes, what a beautiful scripture these are. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11, can you read that together? He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. What an amazing scripture this is. God had put eternity in our hearts. I believe if he had had thought of us in the eternal past, he had already put eternity in our heart. That's the reason we are being, we are made to live forever. Can you say forever? You know, we are not just going to disappear. We are not just going to go away somewhere. Once we came into existence, we are going to exist continually forever. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27, can you read with me? And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 7, then the dust will return to the earth, and it was as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it that simply means what is left out soul soul is going to live forever when we die that's what is exactly going to happen if somebody asks you what will happen when we die the dust will return to dust and the spirit will go back to god because that god he he threw the you know air the he breathed into our nostrils so the spirit has to go back to god and the soul lives forever final question is what are we going what are we doing with this life life is precious i was just trying to help you to understand the preciousness of life life is precious it is given by god to all of us as a gift every day every minute we want to live we want to live we can live when we only when we are alive no matter what we go through the pain and sorrow and sickness, whatever it is. Every minute, make it as important. Make it make every minute as important as, as possible. And this life is going to continue with God. But remember, this life cannot be destroyed. This life needs to be protected. God has given us the responsibility of protecting our lives. There are three things we must do in order to protect our life we must do to do with this life can we get the next slide please number one we must protect this life can you say protect we must honor one another honor other lives because that life is equally important as important as our life he may be a beggar or he may be somebody else who may be privileged unprivileged whoever it may be Thirdly, we must use this life we must protect this life We must honor others, and we must use our life. Can you say that again? We must protect our lives, a little out loud. We must honor others' lives. We must use this life. We must protect this life. you can just put the next slide. Chesley Christ, on the 2019 Miss USA final competition, in the Grand Theater in the Great, sorry, in the Great Grand Sierra Resort in Reno, Nevada, on May 2nd, 2019. May 2nd, 2019. Chris Lee Christ, Chesley Christ, sorry. The mother of the beauty queen, on an interview, talked about her life. But before that, before that interview took place, she was sworn in as Miss USA in May, on May 2nd, 2019. On January 30th, 2022, this year beginning Sunday morning, she jumped from the 29th floor of her high rise apartment in New York City and ended her life. The mother of the beauty queen, April Simpkins, she revealed her daughter's last text message before that tragic suicide the final text message chesley sent was received an hour later by her mother by the time she realized that she's no more alive on this earth i would like to just read the text message the final text message chesley chris sent to her mom i love you mom and you are my best friend and the person I have lived for years. I wish I could stay with you, but I cannot bear the crushing weight of persistent sadness, hopelessness, and loneliness any longer. And the text continued, I have never told you these feelings because I never wanted you to worry and because I hoped they would eventually change, but I know they never will. They follow me through every accomplishment, every success, every family gathering, and every friendly dinner. I cry almost every day now, like I'm in mourning. I wished for death years four years ago, and I know you would want to know and want to help, but I haven't wanted to share this weight with anyone. Regardless of that, thank you sincerely for being there for me in some of my loneliest moments without me even telling you I needed you. You have kept me alive and ready to face another day because you answer every phone call and you are there for me at the drop of a hat. You listen to me and care when I tell you what goes on in my life. And you always made me feel like you loved me. I love you more than any person I have ever known. You have done nothing wrong. You have done everything right. And the text ended. There are hundreds and thousands of people out there planning to end their lives. If we could reach out to them and we may say, don't do it. This life was so precious. It deserves much more than what you're planning to give to this life. This life is much more precious than what you think. This life is precious. This morning, children of God, I want you to realize how precious this life is. If God gave his only son for us, that it itself tells us how precious we are. God gave his only son just for you, just for me, and how precious we are. This life is valuable. Psalm 139 14 again. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Never ever think of ending this life. Don't even say that, Lord, why am I alive on the face of this earth? Don't even say that, Lord, it's all enough. Do not even say that. Leave this life that God has given to us secondly we thought we should honor we should protect our lives and we should honor other lives romans chapter 12 verse 10 be kindly affectionate to one another with the brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another there is nothing that we brought to this world there is nothing that we can take when we leave from this world as long as we live shall we just live show our love and affection and compassion to others finally we must use this life Matthew 5:16, Jesus said, Can we read this scripture together? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The ultimate purpose of God creating us to show light to this worldness. Do not worry about the darkness, do not curse at the darkness it's better to shine light than cursing at the darkness you know some of us are pray it's good to pray uh you know pray and break walls and break barriers and you know do a warfare and all those prayer is good but i have a question where is your light you don't need to kill and cut and slice darkness All that you need to do is shine light, the darkness will leave. We waste our energy and strength fighting with the devil. But God wants you to shine your light, the devil will leave. You don't need to do anything against him. And I agree, I also know that there is a battle that we need to fight. But that's not the objective of God. If you fight a battle with the devil, we need to fight that battle till the end of our life. But instead, let's take the light. Let's shine the light. The devil will leave. The light, darkness will dispel when we shine light. You know that is the very reason God has called us. What God wants us to do? Shall we read the scripture again together? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Shall we all arise this morning? Some of the final thoughts. Our life began in the past. Maybe in the eternal past even before we were formed. Our life is not going to be done when we close our eyes on the face of this earth. We are made to live eternally with the Lord God. And this life is valuable and we must protect this life. And with this life we should honor one another and we should use this life to bless others and to bring glory to God. Because he's our creator. He put us in this place. He put us in the time such as this, in the place such as this, for a reason, for a purpose. This morning, shall we close our eyes?